0: early 2024, and you'll definitely want to be there. You are listening to episode 31 of the Create What You Crave podcast, the one where we pull the curtain back on guilt and shame. Welcome to the Create What You Crave podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. I am so grateful I get to spend time with you talking about things that matter, real things. That is a privilege that I don't take for granted. I want to share with you a message I received from a listener that brought tears to my eyes. She said, I want to thank you for this podcast and the topics you share. I've struggled with self-doubt my entire life and have felt deep shame about it. I'm in my late 40s and most people would consider me successful. I'm a senior vice president of a financial tech firm, have a nice house, a beautiful family, great friends, all that stuff. But I've never felt it inside. I always felt I'd come up short when it comes to my skills and talents. Listening to your podcast, I've learned what my derailers are and that they are just habitual behaviors rather than character defects. I am slowly releasing the shame around my prover and procrastination behaviors, and I feel so much lighter. I never thought it was possible to be free of the shackles of shame until I started listening to you and using the tools you share. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, SP. Oh my gosh, SP, I, you are so very welcome. This is why I do what I do. This is, This is so powerful. If one woman can release shame from her life, I mean, come on. My heart is so full. So I wanted to talk just a little bit about shame and guilt today. I'm not going to dive hugely deep into it. But I wanted to share her message with you because I think it speaks to how so many successful women feel that shame of not measuring up to where society says they should be, or even more damaging that self-imposed set of standards that no human could ever live up to. And, you know, she mentioned shame and that's a toxic feeling that erodes self-esteem. So, I'm going to present some information that I hope you're going to find interesting and challenge what you currently think about each of these and how you think about yourself. Really, most of us are familiar with guilt mostly as a driver for something we ought to do, and sometimes when we do something that we know we shouldn't, right? So when either of these experiences takes hold, the result is a cocktail of resentment and blame and power struggles. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about shame because guilt is about I did something bad and shame is about I am bad. So this concept called the shame triangle, I recently discovered and It's been really helpful to me in understanding some of my thinking and behavior patterns that I learned in my family of origin. I think it's truly fascinating and explains so much about humans. And it's similar to the concept of the drama triangle, if you're familiar with that. But I'm going to tackle that, I think, in a future podcast. So let's talk about this shame triangle. This is a framework of understanding ourselves, why certain behaviors exist, And why we tend to go toward those certain behaviors more often than others. So I'm going to make this interactive, even though you and I aren't together. Take out a sheet of paper and draw an inverted triangle where the tip is at, the you know, the top tip is at the bottom, all right? And under that tip, write the word shame. Then go to the upper right point of the triangle and write critic. And then at the left point, write rebel. So in this triangle, it's important to first start with the part of ourself that is easily identifiable. We have shame, rebel, critic, okay? A lot of times we identify first with the critic or the rebel because these are the behaviors that we're seeing most in ourselves. And that these are behaviors that we are most concerned about, right? We can see them first. So for example, in the rebel, you might be... uh noticing behaviors that might even be damaging right um you might be saying to yourself i think i'm drinking too much or maybe i'm eating too much or i'm you know online shopping too much or i'm getting too angry or I'm binging too much netflix you know whatever that is right some of these are addictive behaviors some of these are damaging to us if they are taken to an extreme the critics messages sound more like i'm a people pleaser i'm a perfectionist i'm really controlling and i can't let that go i'm a horrible procrastinator. I can't seem to get anything done on time. I need to know everything, you know, the critical stuff. And the reality is that the shame is where we need to start first. So down at the bottom of the triangle is where we start to identify experiences, lessons, comments from other people, and trauma that has really shaped our belief system. So in the shame area would be things like, I'm unlovable, I'm not worthy, I must do all the time, I'm only worthy if I do for others, I only get love if I perform, I must people please in order to get love. Even going a little bit further, I have no ambition, I'm lazy, I'm a loser, those kinds of things. These ways that we describe ourselves feel really shameful and embarrassing. And we shove it down because literally, like at the bottom of the triangle, we're shoving it down to our deeper core because we want to avoid it. We don't want to see it because it makes us uncomfortable. And the critic is really good at keeping that stuff buried or bringing it up even more and more and keeping us small because the critic manages Pretty much how we show up in the world, right? So if shame has the story that we are a failure, then critic is going to make sure that we are very ambitious, high achieving, super competitive and a perfectionist. Because if the shame has a story of I'm unlovable, the critic is going to be a people pleaser and have no boundaries and always say yes to everything to try to get that love and validation from other people. Most often, we believe the critic's voice is just who we are. We say things like, well, you know, I'm just type A, I'm pretty controlling, or I'm just conflict averse, I'm, you know, I'm a peacekeeper. We also say really negative things about ourselves. It's such a vicious cycle. And we fail to recognize that these behaviors are based off of a belief system that's built around shame and trauma. And here's the thing, that critic that one that's controlling and perfecting and pleasing, making sure that we're always you know, doing what we think we should be doing, that's exhausting. And showing up that way is driven by fear. And that, my friends, is unsustainable. So eventually we crack because the pressure of maintaining this is just too much. And that's where the rebel comes in. And the rebel says things like, God, I can't do this anymore. This is just too much. And whether it's conscious or not, the rebel eventually gets triggered and then the rebel lashes out. And so you'll notice yourself using unhealthy coping mechanisms, like some of those binging behaviors I mentioned earlier. I mean, one of the unhealthiest coping mechanisms is just zoning out on mindless TV. Now, if we do that occasionally, it's no big deal. But when you do it all the time, you are numbing out, right? You're trying to cope and get away from those kinds of thoughts. But I do want to mention that this rebel behavior is helpful on the flip side. It's helpful at alleviating some of the pressure because the critic is in charge and that's unsustainable. So the pattern is shame, critic, rebel behavior, shame, critic, rebel behavior, and so on. The key for this is to notice these unhealthy patterns before they become destructive and they lead back to shame. This is a tug of war that seems to be constantly occurring. And the key here is to build awareness of these three parts to really look objectively at our behaviors. And that's super important. No judgment, my friends. Look at the behaviors and notice. Be the observer, right? Then ask yourself if you think this pattern is working for you or against you. If it's against, then it's all based in fear. And you know what to do with that. You know, change the pattern. When we do that, we have clarity and we're acting in ways that are connected to who we really want to be. We're operating from our value systems. We're confident and courageous. We're compassionate and we connect. We're creative. We're kind of in that flow, right? We're no longer using shame as our operating system. We get to choose how we think. We get to choose how we feel. And we get to choose how we behave. So, if this is something you'd like to explore further, I'd love to hop on a call with you and see how it's affecting your life. There is a better way, my friends. I can help you create new patterns that serve you. So, schedule a call with me today. All right. That'll be in the show notes the way to do that. So, until next time, remember I believe in you.